All right, so let's move into hour number two. Somebody's always unhappy about something. Not me, I'm happy. Things worked out pretty well for me, and they're still working out pretty well for me. And I'm going to make sure they work out for me next year, too. But a lot of you are unhappy. A lot of you are unhappy, but I'm here for it. It's all good. We go into hour number two, which is open. And I did say to you, it is your hour. Hit me up. 1-800-636-8686. So Frank Schwab came on, and he always does a great job. Great job. He hit me on the X on the way out the door. He said, Jim, you didn't tell me they were talking you into ice fishing, too. If you were that brave, Rome out ice fishing in Wisconsin needs to be live streamed. My man, I don't know that I am that brave. However, if I am that brave, I will do that. I will live stream that. That's a great idea, actually. That is a great idea. My man Woody is setting it up. How about we live stream me with a cocktail in my hand by the fireplace indoors watching ball? Would that be as good? Probably not. All right, I'll make you a deal. If, in fact, I ice fish, I will, ice, I will live stream it. You got that? Ice. Fishing. Hey, Rome, thanks for spending most of your first hour today talking about the 49ers and Ravens. By the way, we beat them both. Signed, Kevin Stefanski. Aaron in Canton. Hey, Aaron, why did you sign that Kevin Stefanski when you really meant it yourself? Why don't you sign that Aaron in Canton? Stefanski's another one, right? Like, the greatest thing since sliced bread, then on his way out of town, and now the greatest coach they've ever had. Now a Hall of Famer. I'll tell you something else, which I find really interesting. Sliced bread. The Mike Tomlin hate. The hate. Steeler fan. Hating on this guy. Hey, listen, I'm not saying that they shouldn't make a change. I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Pick a side, Rome. No, I will. I will. I'm saying that if you look at ownership, we know they like consistency in that spot. They don't make a lot of changes. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. I mean, they average like a coach for 30 years. However, this thing is going really badly right now. I mean, to say that it went sideways does not begin to do it justice. You can't be 7-4. and four. Oh, and for the record, those of you who hate this guy so much, at 7-4, and four, he was getting coach of the year run. At 7-4. and four. And now he's the worst coach ever, according to some of you. At 7-4, and four, a guy who's never had a losing season was doing allegedly the best job he had ever done in his career. Fast forward ahead after some pretty horrible losses. Now he's the worst coach in the league. Now he's a fraud. Seahawks fans like, oh, way to wake up, national media. Now you know what a fraud this guy is. I'm not saying that either. I would never say that. Tomlin is not a fraud. A guy who has never had a losing season in the NFL is not a fraud. There's nothing fraudulent about Mike Tomlin. Now, now, it might be time to make a change. Maybe they are tired of him. Maybe they're tired of the message. I got news for you. Tomlin's probably just as tired of them as they are him. I'm not saying that it's not time to make a change. I agree with Frank Schwab on two things. Number one, if the Steelers make a change... Or if Tomlin makes a change, or if they both come together and they mutually decide it's time for a change. 
he would not be without a job very long if he wanted to work. I agree with that point. I'm not saying you don't make a change. Hey, believe me, there's something wrong there, man. There's something rotten there. If you're seven and four and you have the inside track to a playoff spot and you lose to the two win Cardinals and you lose to the two win Patriots and then you get your doors blown again and you're not competing and your body language is horrible and guys are speaking out about how they're just not prepared, something's rotten there. How many wake up calls do you really need, man? You're right. It doesn't work. But he would get another job. The point is, if you get rid of this guy, I would not be so certain that you're going to get a better head coach than Mike Tomlin. You know, we could talk about whether or not this guy is a Hall of Fame head coach. He's in the conversation. But, but he's not done yet. You know how many more games this guy's going to win before he's done? So even if you argue that, come on, Rome, get real. That's not a Hall of Fame head coach. Like, like James Kelly would jump in with, come on, man, my surrogate father is not in the Hall of Fame. How are you going to put Mike Tomlin in? Your surrogate father, Mike Shanahan, is not going to win another game. <laughs> Tomlin might not win another game for the Steelers, the way they're showing up. But he will win a lot more games. Steeler fan, man, is beside themselves. You know, you want to get rid of Matt Canada too, right? That didn't fix it. All right, so let's go higher up. Let's get rid of the head coach. Anyway, Mason Rudolph is the next man up. Good luck with that, Mace. He was in the studio prior to the draft. It seems like just yesterday. Let's see here. Here's somebody checking in with some advice for me. Jim, I'm currently in Eagle River. I could be wrong, but no, you're right, dude. I, already, I see where you're going with this. I've been getting reports. I'm currently in Eagle River. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's enough snow for the snowmobile trails to be open. And there's open water all over, so ice fishing is probably out too. It's going to be above freezing all week. You know what, Derek? I've heard the same thing. Somebody said to me, we, somebody sent me a video of somebody ice skating on the lake. But somebody also said to me, but if I were you, I would not be running any vehicles out over that lake. So you're right. It might not happen. All right, here's the deal. If I ice fish, I will live stream, but it might not. There might not be enough snow. Woody's wife, Molly, Woody and Molly are among our best friends in Eagle River. She's like, God, I'm so hoping there's snow for you guys. I so want that for you. I'm like, you don't need to pray on that, Molly. If it doesn't snow, I'm all right. I'm still good. It'll be white enough. A white enough Christmas for me. Salvador Yoga, Rome. The Cowboys can only win at home and in perfectly pristine conditions. They're the gimmicky little bitches of the NFL. Gimmicky little bitch. Let's get the phone calls in here. 1-800-636-8686. James Kelly at the bottom of the hour. Sean Merriman at the top of the hour. Let's go to South Carolina. Eric, you're first up. Good to have you, Eric. What's going on? Rome, Rome Slice, what's up? What's up, dude? Hey, I want to talk about Bill Carr, but just one quick question. If you do go ice fishing, what would you do if you actually caught a fish? Dude, great question. I have no idea. I, I, don't, I, I, can't ima- I don't even know. What, what do you do? I don't know if it's catch and release. I don't know if it's... I, I don't even know what the rules are. 
Dude, you have no idea. Like, I, uh, breaking news, Rome don't fish. Much less on the ice. So uh, I'll figure it out when I get there. But fair question. Okay, so back to, back to Tomlin. He definitely has to go. Hall of Fame, he won one Super Bowl with Bill Cowher's players. You, and everybody loves to talk about how, oh, he'd get hired in a minute. Well, what happens if he goes to a team with a mediocre lineup and no QB? I don't think he's going to be going to the Super Bowl again. All right, so what he'd do, I would argue, he'd probably finish 500 or better. Maybe not go back to the Super Bowl, but this is what he does until now. He got the most out of what he had. And every single year, won more games than he lost. So what happens if he doesn't, quote, inherit Bill Cowher's players? He's been there long enough now that he's not still coaching Bill Cowher's players. He's got his own culture. He's got his own standard. He's been a damn good coach. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? Maybe not, but could still be. I'm saying the guy would have success. The guy would not leave Pittsburgh and turn into some hack who can't reach players, who can't motivate players, who can't communicate with players, who can't make them better than what they are. He may have lost his team, but if he did, he wouldn't be the first. Man, messages get stale. They get old. They get tired. They get played. Guys get tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. Just as I'm sure he gets tired of players doing the same things over and over again. It probably is time for a mutual divorce. But I don't think you want to say this guy can't coach and this guy's not worth a damn and it's been that way for a long time and you idiots in the national media are only finding out now what we have long known about this guy. Consider that a divorce. I, I don't believe that. I think the guy is a damn good coach. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? Debatable. But I think he's a damn good coach. And I think it does matter that somebody would hire him in a second. You know, a lot of you Steeler fans are like, what does that mean? What does that mean he'd get another job? So? So? He's not doing this job. What it means is he has value to other teams. What it means is if there's 31 of these jobs and you got to pay the guy who gets one of those jobs millions and millions of dollars, they're not doing it because he can't coach. They're not doing it because he's some kind of hack or has been, or washed. I think everybody needs a reset, a reboot. They need a new challenge. They need a new opportunity. And even the players themselves need to hear a new message. And by the way they're showing up every single week, it probably is time for that. I'm just saying, don't kill this guy's character and tell me that he's a crappy coach. He's not. There's a difference between something running its course and going stale and a guy being a crappy coach. He's not that. And a fraud. And a fraud. The only thing fraudulent, in my opinion, about Mike Tomlin was him promising us straight fire on the X. That was fraudulent. That never happened. Straight fraud. He should have promised that as it relates to Twitter back in the day. I'm here, this is day one, this is my first post, and I'm here to promise you straight fraud. Because we didn't get the straight fire on Twitter that he promised us. But I did get a great name for a horse out of it. Give him that. 
1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Denver. Scott. Good to have you, Scott. What's going on? What's up, Van Smack? What's up, Scott? Well, like Bobby Brady said in that one episode, when it's time for a change, you've got to make a change, and the change is going to come. And Cindy laughed at him. I'm out. Wow, dude. Well, it is the last week of the year, so I think I'll allow that. A Bobby Brady reference. Way to continue to age the audience. Bobby did sound like that. When he first did it, I'm like, damn, that was a voice crack. But then I saw that he did it on purpose. Is it time for a change? We know the Steelers don't like to make those changes. Hell. You know how bad things are? They made a change in season with their offensive coordinator. That's how bad it was. You know they don't want to do that. Just as the Chargers didn't want to make a change in season with Brandon Staley, but he left them no choice. Then you have other organizations and other owners that have no problem with making changes in season, i.e. Carolina. That's what Steeler fan wants, right? Steeler fan wants Mike Tomlin to go to Carolina so badly so he can fail there and they can say, see, see, told you, told you, fraud. He's not fraudulent. Like, perv. Herb was a fraudulent NFL head coach. That's fraudulent. It's Alabama every week. Tomlin never, and I know you Steelers fans are sick of that stat, and you act like it doesn't matter, but it does. He's never had a losing season. That matters. 1-800-636-8686. I like it. Rolling telephone calls. Let's go to San Antonio. Rafael. Rafael, good to have you. What's going on? Go ahead, Rafael. You're on the air. That's gone. Trying to make that go. It's gone. Um, I had him on line three. The screen says three. <laughs> All right, I still got him. Hey, Margo, sorry, but would, sorry about what just happened to you, Margo. Margo's like not responding because her name's not Raphael. Raphael, sorry about that, brother. What's going on? How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself, sir? Good, um, dude. Uh, my situation, I believe Mike Tomlin is kind of like the whole Andy Reid situation back then when the Eagles kind of got rid of him. And then at the end of the day, he did real good with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think if Mike Tomlin goes with the decent team, he might do something like Andy Reid did with the Chiefs. I think there's something to that. I mean, obviously, two different guys, different styles. But Andy Reid, obviously a great, great, great coach. Great coach. Couldn't get Philadelphia over the hump. It ran its course. They moved on. He not only lands on his feet, but lands in a really good opportunity. And they get Patrick Mahomes, and the rest is history. Much like it is for players, a lot of it is fit. A lot of it is situation. And, you know, Mike Tomlin ended up in a good situation when he got that steward job. There's no telling what the next job might be, but I'm here to tell you he'll get another job. I'm seeing some guys that are going to get fired that may not get another job 
or they're going to have to get back in line and wait a long time to get another job. I'm saying, to me, if Mike Tomlin moves on, if they fire him, if they mutually decide there's time for a change, I would still buy stock in Tomlin. What you're going to get in Tomlin is a guy with a lot of fire, not straight fire on the X, but fire, and he's going to be motivated, and he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and the guy's going to do the work, always. And I think guys will still respond to him. I think, just frankly, Steeler fan is sick and tired of the whole thing. And you know what, Steeler fan? I'm not going to say you're wrong. You should be pissed. You're 7-4, and four, and you lose to the Patriots, and you lose to the Cardinals, and you get hammered again in a no-show? Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong to be pissed. I'd be pissed, too. And one more thing about Steeler fan, man. Steeler fan's tough. Steeler fan, Steeler fan will let the hands go. You don't want to mess with Steeler fan. And once you've lost Steeler fan, they don't really come back. So that that's an ugly situation right now. Even more so when you look at the Browns and what they're doing in division. And you look at the Ravens, obviously, arguably the best team in the AFC. But especially the Browns. Look at everything the Browns have had happen to them this year. They lose their star running back. They lose their creep quarterback. They lose a chunk of their offensive line. I mean, so many bad things. They're winning with a 38-year-old quarterback off his couch, off his street, about to turn 39 in the postseason, and they're winning. Yeah, you know Steeler fans pissed. Again, I just want to make this point one more time. I'm not saying that it's not time for a change. I'm saying the guy is not fraudulent. The national media is not ignorant for not knowing that the guy's fraudulent. The guy's not a fraud. He's a really good coach. A really good coach who probably needs a new opportunity and they probably need to hear a new message from somebody else. Does not make him a fraud. All right, when we come back, what do you get? Let me check some reaction. Tommy's laughing at something. Apparently the JTP is not happy with Scott in Denver. Rome, tell that dude... (laughs) Tell that dude in Denver it was Peter Brady, not Bobby Brady, you kook. What's up, Van Smack? I didn't correct him. I guess I'm as guilty of that as anybody else. Well, like Bobby Brady said in that one episode. (laughs) None of us corrected him. I guess we're, we're as guilty. At John Worcester writes, here is your 4796 numbered reply. It was Peter Brady, D-bag. Go back and run that guy. Like Bobby Brady said in that one episode. Stuck nut. <laughs> Come on, y'all. No. It was Peter Brady. You don't like that cop. I don't like that cop. At Mean Cop. I think that's a lady clone, actually. Right? Have to point out, Peter was the Brady going through the change. Rome, a Brady reference is one thing, but at least make the caller get it correct. It was Peter who sang that song about change when his voice changed. Not Bobby. Good grief. I can't believe that that many of you know and that many of you care that much. Rome, tell that fool it was Peter, not Bobby Brady. Get your facts straight. Justin P. Yep, I'm older. It was Peter's voice that cracked. Mike and Aurora. Uh, 
I don't know so that I've seen this much reaction to anything that's happened on this show in months. All because a guy called up pretending to be Bobby Brady in a famous episode of the Brady Bunch that was probably dropped in 1970 or something. Guys, JTP, at least he didn't say Greg or Marsha or Jan or better yet, Alice. Or what's-his-face, the butcher, who kept trying to get nice with Alice? (laughs) Salty Sarah wants to correct us. That was Peter Brady, whose voice changed. You know, the funny thing is, too, all of you doing this are acting like you're the only ones who know. And by the way, why do you want to be right about that? Of all things, I can't wait till somebody jacks something up about the Partridge family. As a kid, I think I remember that block. I think it was a programming block. I think it was once a week. I don't remember what night. But I think they went Brady Bunch into the Partridge family. (laughs) Wow. The JTP. Look at this guy. Hey, it was Peter Brady, you dweeb. Like Bobby Brady said in that one Stephen Windsor. Anybody else want to correct that dweeb? Yeah, Too much. Here's another one. Peter Brady, not Bobby, had the voice change. Dan in Tucson. Dang. Y'all love the Brady Bunch. Hey, Jim, my wife just told me the coldest she has ever been was when I took her ice fishing when living in Nebraska. My suggestion is to go ice fishing but use a clam, a portable fishing hut with a heater. Best regards, BZ in Pensacola. Again, I don't know that I'm going or not. I'm sure Woody will appeal to my toughness and California softness. But if we do it, I know Woody will have a plan. Woody has a plan for everything, especially as it relates to the outdoors. I'll keep you posted. If I drop a line in the water and he cuts a hole in the ice, I will live stream. You'll see it. I promise. All right. When we come back. I like it. Good phone calls. Nice job. Keep it up. ATP today also. I need an Ask the Pros question later on. Meantime, I've got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so utterly amazing? I mean, so many reasons. Why don't we start with the fact that it's a family business which is behind that product. A family business which stands behind the quality. And the family business which set out to produce the world's finest beef jerky. Check that box. They did. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. You can actually see the quality right through their Clearview packages. As I've talked about before, they do that for a reason. They want you to see exactly what it is you're purchasing. They want you to know what you're buying. They want you to see what you're buying. Four different flavors, all amazing. Grab and go with a four-ounce bag if you're not sure which flavor you want. If you already know and you're a pro and you're a vet, get the 18-ouncer. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. 
Big Head, James Kelly and I are going to do a Big Head bet segment coming up next. Big Head had a big, big weekend. One more thing about Mike Tomlin. That caller called up and said, hey, man, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens when he leaves Pittsburgh and he goes to a, a team with a mediocre quarterback and bad players. Let's see then if he goes to a Super Bowl. Great point. Great point. I got a better point. Who the hell would go to a Super Bowl? What coach would go to a Super Bowl with bad players and a mediocre, mediocre quarterback? What kind of an argument is that? Oh, okay, Rome, we'll see. Let's see what happens to this dude when he goes to another team with an average quarterback and bad players. Then let's see if he goes to a Super Bowl. Name one coach, dead or alive, that gets to a Super Bowl with bad players and a mediocre quarterback. Who's the best coach ever? You could take, by the way, Bill Belichick. Look what happened to him. Look what happened to Bill Belichick with bad players and a mediocre quarterback. He's got the worst team in the conference and his legacy is going to hell. Not a good argument. Let's see what happens to Tomlin when he goes to a team with bad players and an average quarterback. You know what will happen to him? The same thing that happens to every coach in that situation. He'll get fired and he won't go to the Super Bowl. That's not a Tomlin thing. I never met a coach that ever won a Super Bowl without really good players. Wow, that was a great take. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Come on, man. Let's see what happens to Tomlin when he goes to a team with bad players. Yeah, he probably won't win more than he loses. Nobody would. 1-800-636-8686. 1-800-636. Ah, I like this. I haven't gotten here yet. I'm going to get here. Will in H-Town has got a message for the Oilers. That was one of my favorite things of the weekend. Here's the thing, Browns fan. And you know I'm going to talk about the Texans. I can't get to everything in the open. I said after a prolonged open, I could give you a take on every single team that played this weekend. That's how wild a weekend it was. But that's good. I can't wait to get to that. Tennessee, man, really? I mean, I see you working. However, if you're going to do that, you better win. You better win. And they thought they had it all set up too, right? Hey, man, CJ's not going to play. We could probably get away with this. We could probably get away with this great troll job. Uh, Texans find a way to get it done again. Thought they showed a hell of a lot of grit and a lot of heart too, by the way. Sean Merriman's going to join me at the top of hour number three. I think I can get a phone call in here really quickly. What do you like, Tommy? Let's go to Central PA. This is on topic. Keith in Central PA. Nice to have you, Keith. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call, Jim. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thank you. Um, this, This stuff with these Steelers fans turning on Mike Tomlin, and I'll, I'll preface this real quick. I'm a huge Ravens fan, been a Ravens fan since I came to town, and I absolutely love John Harbaugh. I think he's a great coach. His message hasn't gotten old to your point that maybe, you know, it is time for the Steelers to, to, to move ways. But the fan aspect is what really irritates me because I deal with the same thing as a Baltimore fan. Every time John goes for it on 
um, for a two-point conversion and doesn't get it. Every time we lose a game, we, but, you know, every time the team loses a game to, to a perennial powerhouse, everybody's calling for this man's head. And it's like, you guys are nuts. And that's the way I'm feeling about Steelers fans right now. Like, how how many times has John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin spent weeks and weeks and weeks on end to outsmart each other and, and made the victory get the spoils, right? It, it just blows my mind. Just sticking up for Mike Tomlin, can't understand how people want him out of town. It, 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 or not even out of town, just just to put crucify him like this. It's, it's crazy to me. No, it's, it's pretty personal. They, they don't like him. I, I'm not saying, look, I don't want to paint the entire fan base with a single broad stroke and say Steeler fan doesn't like Mike Tomlin, but there certainly is a contingency and an element of Steeler fan that is sick of Mike Tomlin based on what I'm seeing on the X, based on the phone calls that are coming to the program. I'm sure there are Steeler fans that still support him, but I don't want to say minority because I don't know what the number is. But those that are vocal are really loud. And I've dealt with Steeler fan online and in person. Steeler fan can get pretty rough. Steeler fan ain't playing. Now, Tomlin's not afraid either. I'm just saying there comes a time where everybody's message wears thin. Comes a time where you can't change out the entire locker room. So maybe you got to change the guy leading the locker room. But what I want to say about Tomlin is this. And I'm not in the locker room. And it's been a long, long, long time since I've had a conversation with Mike Tomlin. But here's my feeling. We're not talking about a guy who got lazy. We're not talking about a guy who got complacent. We're not talking about a guy that doesn't want to prepare. We're not talking about a guy who's not willing to pay the price. We're talking about a guy who I think maybe players are changing. I mean, remember, it was Ben Roethlisberger who said on his own podcast this past week, where is the guy to grab somebody by the face mask and let him know how it is? And let him know what we do around here. I mean, Ben, even in the end, when you were still playing, the offense didn't look that much different than it does right now. Like easy Vince Lombardi. Times change. Players change. Sometimes the message has to change. I'm defending Tomlin in so much as to say he's not a fraud. And I don't think the guy's laying it up. It just might be time for a change for him and for them. Had a hell of a run. Got a ring, never had a losing season, and now it looks pretty gruesome. It's ugly. So walk off on that. Get another change, get a new voice in there. I got a feeling that you'll appreciate him a little more once he's gone. All right, when we come back, kind of like James Kelly. You're not giving this guy enough credit. Winthrop. That guy, instead of pushing back and talking junk just to talk junk, because you have nothing better to do, you could have made money. But instead, you had to fade him. You had to hate on him and the circumference of his head when all he was doing was going to the bank and cashing tickets. James Kelly's coming up next. Sean Merriman, top of the hour. Right now, here is a... From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, head, stand by for a minute. I want to check in with Tommy. Hey, Tommy, really quickly. Give me a sense of the anger level of Steeler fan who is calling you 
and some of which you can't put on because they're too violent or they don't want to be on, but they just want to let us know how wrong we are. I would say maximum anger level. I don't know how it could get any more angry. It's almost like I'm the one making the decision to retain the guy. Like a call-in hotline, they're trying to convince me that I need to fire him. I, I don't have that kind of power. That they know something about Mike Tomlin that the ignorant national media would never know, right? That's right. And Tomlin's standard's all wrong. The Steelers' standard is Super Bowl, not just playoff appearances and yada, yada. I'll just say, as a Jet fan, have, after having just spent 13 years with no postseason. What would you and, give to have this guy? Yeah, I would take him. I'll just Bigger say that. Receipts. All right, fair enough. Hey, listen, I don't know. Steelers fan, listen. I'm not saying that you shouldn't aspire to win the Super Bowl. I just would like to know what coach you think you're going to win a Super Bowl with, given the talent that he has. He didn't pick that talent. He didn't build that roster. And don't tell me, yeah, well, well, he had a say in it. Who is going to the Super Bowl with tiny hands? Who is going to the Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky? Excuse me, head. Trubisky. As I am apt to say, MNF means BHB. Monday Night Football means big head bets. I welcome in James Kelly. Head, I'm guessing that your giant cranium expanded even further after the weekend you just had. Is there a single doorway in your home that you can still walk through without your dome getting stuck? No, not after this weekend, Jim. Absolutely not. Give it to me. How did you end up doing this weekend? Four and one. Four and one for our mm, best bets on Friday. Remind me, which one did you lose? Oh, that Ritter guy. That Ritter guy, yes. Mm. He um, ruined it for me. All Ritter. Yeah, but listen, I, I, hate, I hate that because you and I did talk <laughs> about that, quote, Ritter guy. Mm-hmm. And I said I was higher on him than you were. Mm-hmm. But you did still pick him. I did. I did. Minus three. Not good. Yeah, listen, I, I said that when we picked that game, I said this. Under no circumstances could Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith lose that game to the pathetic Panthers. I took it one step further. I said, under no circumstances should they not be able to cover. So know. what happens? They lose outright. Mm. Sucks. Mm. Brutal. Brutal. Oh, not well. good for either one of them, I would say. I agree with that, too. Yeah. And they are not on the same page. It's like he doesn't trust them, so it's not going to work between the two of them. Exactly. It's like he doesn't trust him, and then he goes out there and he gives him a reason not to trust him. Uh, that's it, right there. So, are either one, does one lose their job? Do both lose their jobs? I hate to see it because they both have good jungle ties, but that can't happen. That's one not one of those does. things. Yes. That can't happen. One does. Ritter. You don't get rid of uh, angry Arthur Smith, just like you don't get rid of Mike Tomlin, Steeler fan. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that angry Steeler fan wants to get rid of Mike Tomlin, and I wonder about Arthur Smith. I wonder if angry Arthur Blank would make a move on angry Arthur Smith. And the thing about Arthur, and I love Arthur. Help me mm-hmm. with this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Then don't. Let's get into tonight's game instead. <laughs> Tricky matchup tonight. Okay. Eagles and Hawks. Uh-huh. Tricky because we don't know who is going to play and who's not going to play. Let me get right to it. What is the latest number? It's been moving around, and what are you doing with it? The Eagles are favored by three and a half points, and it's because a year after being one of the most surprising teams in the NFL, the Seahawks might be one of the gum murderers' most disappointing teams to date. They had high expectations this season. They even got aggressive in October and traded some valuable draft stock for Leonard Williams. They are 1-5 since then, and the defense, which Williams was supposed to help, has gotten worse. They've allowed 408 yards a game since the trade, and 154 of those yards 
are coming on the ground. Both of those numbers would rank dead last in the NFL for a full season right now. And now they get an Eagles team that runs the ball 30 times a game. But biggest worry for Philly, of course, is that defense of theirs as well. A year ago, under Jonathan, shot out of a cannon Gannon, that pass rush had the best uh, sack percentage this century, which uh, would be a nightmare for a gassy line like the Seahawks have right now. But this year, their, uh, uh, their sack rate's about half of what it was in 2022, so that's not good. So maybe just maybe Mudcalf and the fellas can get going. And overall, Sean Desai has done such a terrible job with these guys. They've now promoted, like Frank said, Matt, the Ticonderoga, to call plays for this team. A dude who outside of New England has been garbage at coaching defense. When he was a head coach at Detroit, his final two seasons, his defense was uh, finished 31st and 32nd in NFL yards per game, 32nd in scoring his last season there. Let's go against Rock, Paper, Sirianni, and take the points and go with the 12th man, Seattle, plus 3.5. You're going to take the points. Take the points. Yeah, I don't know. They, I, I agree. They're going to Matt the Ticonderoga at this juncture of the season with the 10 Week wins they already 15. have, man. That does smack to me of desperation. Week 15. Yeah. Week 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Seems to me, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Seattle, I think, has lots of issues. They do not look anywhere near like they used to look. Mm-hmm. I don't like this game. I don't, I don't like anything about it, but I'm going to go against you, even though you're on yeah. one. I will lay the points. I don't like the hook. I saw it earlier at minus three. I didn't like it at minus three. I really don't like it at minus three and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the points. Take the road, dog. I understand that Seattle is a desperate team. They're at home, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, head. Road, yeah, well, road favorite you're taking, and they have actually yes, been the best Yes, excuse play. me, road yeah. favorite. They've been the best play all season long, so you could be right there. All right, so do you see any other any other props or anything else you like about this? Yeah, I was going to go with Mudcalf prop, but I don't know his quarterback right now, so let's go with DeAndre Swift over 59.5 yards rushing. Past two weeks, he hasn't come close to that total, but they were playing catch-up ball against San Francisco and Dallas, but I mentioned that Seattle's horrid run D, and even the last three weeks, they're yeah. allowing 5.3 yards per carry. So let's go with DeAndre over 59 and a half yards rushing. Dude, I like that. I want to make one more point about Seattle. Not exactly the Legion of Boom, are they? Legion of Ass is more like it. They can't stop the run. They can't prevent the pass. They can't do anything defensively at all. No, they can't. Uh -uh. Another reason why. strength, right? Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the gum murderer's deal? That's supposed to be. They can't do any of the above. All right, so I like that prop bet. And I think that I will take the road favorite, although they're not what they were. What else you got, Head? Anything? No, that's it. I'm kind of confused by Stiller fan, but yeah, that's it. Go ahead. Weigh in on that. Um, I think that um, they've been spoiled by his good coaching and is going to come back and bite Mike Tomlin in the ass because he's never had a top 10 pick since he's been a Steelers head coach by being a bad coach. They traded up one year and they missed that pick. I think the bigger problem is in the front office where he's bringing in these bad character guys around him. Think about it. Mike Tomlin's one of the greatest leaders of any sport around, and if he's having a problem with character guys, it's the people they're bringing in, the pickings the Johnsons, and then Tiny Hands, he ain't it. But Mike Tomlin will be punished for it because that's how it usually goes. And then somebody else will love to have Mike Tomlin. That's it. Sorry. I like it. Nice job. All right. Head. Let's see how it goes. James Kelly, big head bets. He'll have that on the X as well. Talk to you soon, Head. I think he makes a very good point about the Steelers. Hey, look. 
This guy's done a great job of managing some pretty difficult personalities over the years. And, I mean, who, who even knows what was going on behind the scenes that never got out? Now it's getting out. Now it's getting away from him. So fine, make that change. He didn't bring those players in. He didn't, bring, he didn't draft those players. He didn't sign those players. He's coaching the players. He's playing the hand that he was dealt. He was dealt a pretty crappy hand. And even with that crappy hand, he was still 7-4 and four somehow. Incredibly. This is why when he was 7-4, and four, he was the early front-running candidate for Coach of the Year. Because if you pay attention, you could see the crap that he was coaching up. And then all of a sudden, the bottom fell out. And now he's the worst coach ever. Now he's, quote, fraudulent. Now Stewart fans like, see, see, we've known all along. We've always known. He's the problem. The standard here is Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. The standard most places is Super Bowl, and most franchises never win one. Certainly not more than one. And you're holding that against him. He only won a Super Bowl, and they weren't even his players. And he's fraudulent. The guy would get another job quickly. Who would you like to see coach that team? Who do you think is going to go to Pittsburgh and coach that team? And get more out of that team than Tomlin has? See what I'm be curious. It's your team. You feel way stronger about this than I do. Who would you like to see coach that team? Who's not fraudulent in your mind? And who's going to get more out of that team than Tomlin? Again, I've got a feeling that if the players are sick of him, he's as sick of them as they are him. And I don't think everybody in that locker room is sick of him. I think there are a few ingrates. But probably it is time for a change. Because they're not going out there playing to their abilities now. Sean Merriman joins me when we come back. Stay tuned. 